0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 269. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined once again by Mr. Brad Dowdy.
1: You are joining me from an undisclosed location, right? Oh, I mean, you're, I'm in New York. Like, I'm, I'm happy to disclose <laughs> that location. Well, that's 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 pretty. That's about you know as undisclosed as it gets because uh, you know there's lots of people there. But we're actually in the same time zone once again recording. Except yep. I'm back home. You're in you're in the city. You're in the big city. Uh, hanging out, get some work done, got some things going on, and uh, it, it was nice to roll into the show notes doc, which I usually start going putting my notes together Tuesday night and I roll in and like bam there's this whole document and then i then I remembered you were actually still on my time zone so that's cool. Yep. I was
0: ready ready and raring to go today.
1: Yeah, so how was your trip home from DC? It was nice. Well you're I say home, your trip back to your current
0: location. Yeah, well this is home for now, right? Like I yeah I do have this weird feeling, Brad, where I feel like I live here at the moment. Right. <laughs> in but the like,
1: U.S. or in your in a hotel room?
0: Um, in New York City, right. So like, yes, mm. like a bit, like, little column A, little column B, right. Like, but yeah. this is this is me trying to force myself to feel that way, right? Like I'm I'm trying to put my mind set there because um, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but like I'm in America for all of August um, mm-hmm. now because I had like a couple of things, including the DC Pen Show, which were happening in this month. So I was like, well, I'll just I'll just won't go home. So now I'm right. like, I'm here I am in New York, and it's nice, right? Like, I'm just I'm working. Yeah. I've already been out for breakfast this morning, and after we're done mm-hmm. here today, I'm going to go walk around, look at some stationery stores, because there's a couple of stores like right near my hotel. Yes, yeah, so we're going to need a um, full,
1: full report on that next week. Oh,
0: don't worry about that. Uh, what is that one called?
1: Kino kunia? Yeah.
0: That's like, I spotted that this morning whilst going to get coffee, and I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to go there.
1: Yeah. So, apparently, the word on the street is you need to go into the basement of Kino Kunea. That's where all the magic happens. The below street level level.
0: Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. I think that's where okay. all the stationery is. So, downstairs. Because it's a bookstore, yes. right? Yes. Right. Yeah, I, um, I, I saw... I was kind of Googling just to double check, right? Because I saw the name and I was like, hmm, I'm sure I recognize that. And I saw a post come up from our good friend... Mr Joe Crace with the top five stationery stores in New York City on the Gentleman Stationer. Right. So they are there for me, so I'll pop down. No no CW cuz they're moving. Uh but I will be going to a couple of these places for sure whilst I'm here. But yes, yeah, sure. so I feel like I'm just kind of I'm kind of living here right now, but mm-hmm. to that, I don't know if that's what people come here for today. We're going to talk about the pen show because the last time you heard us it was Friday, just so like 5 days ago or something. And we had a lot more to go, right? We had like the two full days left, right? We only had like half of one day and then we had two full days. So, Brad, from your perspective, how did Saturday go? Saturday being the first big public
1: day it went wonderfully. (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) (laughs) Because we sold everything. Yeah. Like we, uh, we packed as much, as many cases as we could physically pack, which was more than we'd brought to any other previous show. And by Saturday, I think we were 90% sold through every single product that we bought. No back stock, everything was off the table. And then, um, you know, by Sunday, that last 10% was whittled down to about 2%. So we almost sold out of Every single thing we brought, which is good and bad. Like we, we, I guess the the proper fairies is we left money on the table by not bringing enough goods, but we sold everything we brought, so we got to be pretty excited about that. So we we've never had a bigger show from a dollar's perspective,
0: and yeah, with the potential for it to have been more, right? But like sure. not that not that that's the thing I think to worry about, right? No, because I think we sold more than we expected to sell, so we yeah. made money, right? Like it was, we we just. It didn't stop. Saturday was, was bonkers. I mean, and what was left was stuff that was probably never going to sell anyway, like no matter what, um, just because we what had... What are you saying? Because it's all crap. That No, it's because uh, <laughs> it's just like paper stuff and the Lanier's, uh, they just don't sell as often as the cases, right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yes. The higher, like the Lanier's are a higher price, so they don't yeah. sell as frequently.
0: And so stuff that we had to sell if we needed to, but like the things that most people were wanting was the stuff that went super, super quick.
1: Yeah. But it was yeah, amazing. so it was really good. It was a it was a packed house all day, Saturday. Um the show didn't close till seven that night, I don't think. And nobody knows. We were Yeah, nobody <laughs> <laughs> We still don't know. Some people are still there wondering <laughs> when it closes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're gonna start getting Instagram engines, hey like uh come let me out of this ballroom, please. Um <laughs> So when we we were talking
0: on Friday, right, like there was some focus about the administration problems, um, which kind of put a downer on some of the, the, the pen show itself. What was your feeling like as a vendor come Sunday? How did you feel about the show
1: overall? Overall, good. I mean, I think you can't argue with the numbers, right? And as I said from the very beginning, on friday as bad as it got if we came through saturday i thought that was the 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 day that would determine everything if we came through saturday in a, in a good fashion that doesn't erase what happened but it changes the narrative that's a phrase i used a lot over the weekend and it changed like how can i not be positive about what took place from a knock perspective we were absolutely slammed We sold everything we brought and we met a lot of people and had a great time. Jeff was a fantastic staff photographer. Um, Tony held down the table and we got an extra suntan and I I can't really complain. So, I mean, there's issues and we'll talk about that in a minute. But if you say, Brad, how did knock do at the DC pen show? The answer is it was our best show ever. But that doesn't mean, Brad, how was the pen show itself? You know, there's some, you know, there's some imbalance in the force there, right? So,
0: yeah, I mean, for me, like, obviously, whilst being behind the table with you, you know, playing the vendor role to a point, I don't have as much built up in that, right? Like, my feeling about being a vendor at the dc pen show is is not so important right like i had a feel, you know i just felt how i felt about it i thought that it was uh administratively difficult but overall was fine because we sold out and like it was great and there were so many people and it's like whatever right like but any of the bad right. things don't affect me as much it's just how it affects me at that time you know like so waiting mm. around in the hallway was really annoying but then mm-hmm. my feeling about it goes away right like because it's not something that i have to worry about too much because it's not my business right like it's your right. business so right. my most of my feelings are as an attendee and mm-hmm. as an attendee it was great Right, like yeah, I feel like as long as you weren't there on Friday morning, you would never know there were problems. Like if you came on Saturday exactly and Sunday, right. which is technically when people should be coming, right? Because the Friday right. thing is like is kind of a trade thing, but people buy tickets. Mm-hmm. But like if you come as a member of the public on Saturday and Sunday, it was amazing. Like just those two days, it's the best pen show I've ever been to for for what it gave me. I that was mm-hmm. everything was there, you know yep. everything. I saw everything I wanted to see. Um, I was able to purchase basically everything that I wanted to purchase. There were so many interesting people, people that I've never seen at other pen shows, vendors I've never seen at other pen shows. Like it was just vast and awesome. And the hotel was, was actually pretty good. It was a really good venue. It had a great bar and you know, the evenings were fantastic There were These big long tables, just like we have in Atlanta where everyone could hang out and like play around with stuff. The hotel staff were very accommodating of everything. Um, (laughs) Why, why sure? is that funny to you? What, 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 did you a, what did you find?
1: The hotel restaurant and wait staff was atrocious. Okay, it wasn't so, there. Not, mm, not, in a, not on a personal level. It was a management problem. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm 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 kind of discounting that. So, I mean, like, they, they were very accommodating. <laughs> they were very nice. They were fine. But the hotel every was 45
1: minute Every 45 to 60 minutes, they were very accommodating and very nice.
0: That, I don't think... I mean, you, wait, you're, I know what you're saying here, but, like, <laughs> I have nothing against the people Right, because they, they weren't. I feel like I saw the same six people for the entire weekend, right? Like the hotel was not true. stocked with people enough to be able to deal with it. But honestly, like right. even with that, like, yeah, we had to wait a while for food and stuff to be delivered. But just based upon the amount of people that were there, like, I don't hold it against them.
1: I know, right? I don't either. And that's that's why I like, you know, our, our waiter and bartender the first night, you know, I made sure to take care of because, like, I said, are you going to be here all weekend? That way. You know, I had an in at least until Sunday night and he was gone.
0: <laughs> and like they were really nice and and that I don't recall anything being like banned or kicked out, right? Like they were, no, they, they were, were fine, nice. you know,
1: they were very nice. They were, they were completely overrun, which from a hotel business perspective, you don't, I did, I can't grasp how that happens, but this isn't, uh, this isn't hotel 101. So I don't know. Yeah, what do I know? Exactly.
0: But I would say that as an attendee, this is a fantastic show to go to. Like, it's amazing. Like, there was just so much stuff. It, it was everything. It was. It was really, really interesting. Yep. Yep. So it was good.
1: So here's a question for you. This is the big question. Would you do it again? I don't see how I cannot do it again, and I don't know that's not a glowing rah rah answer, but. I think it's it was great in every which way but the I the thought in my in the back of my head is that I would continue support the catastrophic administration if we continued to go like is that something I want to continue to support I mean it would be nice to you know if you could like throw down the pitchforks and and you know just dig in and say I'm not coming back and dealing with that but in the end it's kind of the place to be right and it was very good personally it was very good professionally um how how can I not come back right mm-hmm. I mean it's a it, it's all the people I need to see all the people I want to see got to meet a lot of new people um it was really good from a business perspective so I mean, yeah, I want to do it again. I just want it to be better and I don't know that it will, but I don't know that that's going to stop me either, right? So yeah. I Yeah. It's not like a perfect answer because we want a perfect world. But, you know, there is a choice to be made. Do you continue support to support the show promoter who does not grasp the concept of running the show, one of the biggest in the world if not the biggest like we always say? Um, but then you it's almost like you're poking yourself in your eye, you know on purpose, like well, let's just get past that and enjoy all the other reasons why why we're there, you know, because so many people come to this show and I get to see people that I only get to see once a year at this show, and you know why wouldn't I come so it's a um, I know I'm running around in circles on this answer being because it's complicated, but uh, yeah, it is I mean ideally, so what do you, so what between do you
0: do? now and then? we see some kind of sign that they're trying to address this stuff. And this can even come from just having a website that has actual information on it, right? Like, right. ideally, there, there is like some kind of sign of life which shows mm. that they're aware of the problems and whilst difficult yeah. to fix, they're trying to, you know? That's the ideal, I think.
1: And you weren't joking about the show hours. We still don't know what the show hours are.
0: And we were there.
1: Yeah, and we were there. Just all of a sudden of a, it closed, a, right? Like, that I was mean, it. That's, yep, that's kind of the uh, the one thing that's kind of important. So, I don't know. I, I see myself going back. Yeah. You know, but it's not without some hesitancy. So, I would say for me,
0: uh, I don't know yet. So, my feeling is that considering the amazing success we had this year with the Kickstarter campaign... Probably in the future, we will continue with a two show campaign, right? So, like, we do a campaign every Mm -hmm. year that gets us to Atlanta and somewhere else. And Mm -hmm. DC would stay on that list. But if there is another show which I haven't been to, which we could do, then maybe I would do that, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe something like a San Francisco, or, you know, like, which is apparently also really great, you know? So, I'm kind of, I think we keep our options open for now, but Mm -hmm. I would definitely attend um the DC show again because I had a great time but yeah. I'm sure I could have a great time in other places as well but I you know so maybe LA you know I think we would maybe choose one or the other like but we we'll always do Atlanta and then there might be another show that we do DC DC for me would remain in the contention right because I I did have a really good time
1: yes yeah I I'm with you I I agree it's um yeah and the further we get away from it you know probably the the more you know positive the administration talk will get and well yeah. maybe he'll do like you said well maybe he'll do better next year because everything else about it was great it was right? just it no was just the problems about. on
0: friday morning really everything yeah. else was livable um yep. so you know as long as they just don't do that again then then maybe it'll be fine and i like to have faith in
1: humans <laughs> <laughs> i do too but bob needs some help like, what were our remaining needs purchases some... then?
0: Let's let's move on from this. What what, what did you uh, what did you pick up? What did you buy?
1: So uh, my shown design pen, which I had bought Friday. So we talked about that on the last episode. I only bought one more thing. Um, not even any ink or paper or anything. I bought one pen. It was a vintage Pilot Vanishing Point, one of the early models from 1965, and I've just started to clean it today. Like, I'm still recovering at home, getting unpacked. Like, all clothes and everything are unpacked, but I haven't unpacked stuff until I started that this morning. So, I'm pretty excited about this pen. It looks like it's in great shape. I just put it in the ultrasonic cleaner before we got on the show today, and it came out really clean. Like, I'm wondering if it was used, it was cleaned awfully well and there hasn't been anything sitting in it for forever. So I'm really happy about it. And just to give people an idea, um, to put it in perspective, I paid $200 for it. So I don't know whether that's good. I don't know whether that's good or bad, but it felt fine, you know, to make a purchase. So I didn't really, I mean, I had to think about it. It wasn't like, Oh yes, here's my money. But you know, it's, it's old and it's fragile And it's something I'll need to take care of very well and watch it. But it seemed like a fair price for what it was. And what made me buy it was the condition that it was in. Because it was in a tray with about eight other ones. And there were a couple other ones that I thought were better looking. But they weren't in better condition. Like he had a full pink one. Which that would have been my first choice. But it was a lot more banged up. Uh. Um, Then he had one with turquoise ends. And it wasn't as nice. So I bought the nicest one in the tray from... What from what fits me right? What I felt, you know, felt me and my style, and I uh, got a good price on it, and I am glad to have this. And you know, I I'm gonna ink it up this afternoon once I get get done cleaning it. But it looks it looks pretty good.
0: So for me, that was it. That yeah, was that it. that was it, right? You you really were keeping it keeping it slim this time.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we talked on Friday, I saw a couple other things, but and you know, I'm in that phase now where I don't have to have everything where before I was just like, Oh, I need one of these and I need one of these. So now I'm trying to really like sort it out mentally, take my time and say, do I really need this pen? I mean, obviously I don't need them, but do I really want this pen? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm trying to consider that a little bit more. So, yeah, but and then I also know I have San Francisco in about two weeks from now. So I, there'll be plenty of more, plenty of opportunities. And I might go stupid on that show because that'll be my last one of the year. So uh,
0: for me, I paid you for the uh, Pilot M90. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Haven't used Thank it so yet. Much. So who knows if it's busted? We'll find out.
1: Mm, very true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need some ink for it. Um, I'm I'm going to see if I can try and find some cartridges somewhere, maybe in the the store that begins with a K that I can't remember the, how to say the name of. They might have some in there because yep. I know they do a bunch of Japanese stuff, so I might be able to get some cartridges. Um, but I bought a Caron Dash 849, um, the fountain mm-hmm. pen. I bought that for Adina. I think she might like that. Um, we'll see. I mean, I I haven't. What color really did used you get? It. I went with yellow. Okay. Cool, because it's this I mean, all bright, the colors look good. Luminous yellow, all the colors look fantastic. So, it just could yeah. be a ni- I mean, if she likes it, great. So it could be a nice little, nice little present because it's a fun, fun pen. Um, and I also bought some uh, Robert Oster Yellow Sunset Ink, which is for my Kenalea Haleakala Silhouette. Mm-hmm. Hey, you nailed that pronunciation. I've, I've been practicing, man. I've been practicing. <laughs> um, and boy, oh my god, I love this pen so much, Brad. Yeah, I'm so
1: happy. I think you picked a pretty pretty good ink for that too.
0: Yeah, I was playing around and I had the the good old Punky was was doing some tests for me and made some suggestions mm-hmm. and this was one of them and I went and looked at the ink swatches and the Van S table and picked it up from there. And they were right next to us, so I went mm-hmm. and, and got some of the Robo Oster from there and I've been really really happy with with that pairing. Um, this feels like a pen that is like. Special enough that it should have an ink that I only put in this one pen, and uh, the yellow is really good. Uh, I am obviously coming across some of the problems that yellow ink can have, which is, like, it can be hard to see, Um, which was why I went with a yellow ink that has a little orange in it. That was why I went with this Sunset, because they have a sunrise and a sunset. Um, and the sunrise yellow is a more brighter yellow, but like I was using, I was kind of playing around with this on uh, one of my story supply notebooks, like the red ones, and the paper in those is a little little cream, little creamy color. Right, I could barely right. see it, but I have a field notes arts and sciences in front of me that I've been using for my notes for when I'm recording, and it's bright yellow on this paper because it's white, you know. So it's just like I don't really have this problem usually, right? Like, but yellow inks will blend into the background a little bit more because they are fainter. So Yes. It's just about remembering that. So I'm gonna play around with it. Like there's some pink in this pen, so who knows? I might put some like KWZ Raspberry in here at some point or something like that. But um I absolutely adore uh this pen and it's a looking in my my Sinclair here and seeing two can of layers and the Robert Brooks Arushi pen and I'm like, oh boy, what happened to me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, the, that Robert Brooks guy, he's pretty cool. Robert
0: Brooks, everyone's favorite. Jonathan Brooks. Who's yeah. Robert? <laughs> Oster. Robert Oster. Everyone's names are just messing <laughs> mess, mas, <mashing laughs> up together for me today. I'll let you off the hook, but I wasn't going to lie. Oh, go my gosh. That one, I will take just a moment now because I've destroyed everything that Jonathan stands for by ruining his name to just say, uh, <laughs> I was. Every every time I would see Jonathan, I would take his little case away from him and just look at the
1: work that he's doing right now. Right. Oh, he just carried gosh. around like the, the pulp fiction briefcase all weekend. Yep. And you know, he would like open it up and he'd go, Ah then he'd shut it and then he'd bring it around to someone else. So yeah, he's gonna have the full lineup, uh he's gonna have a table in San Francisco he did not in DC, uh, purposefully, and he was, you know, walking around with uh with his case, so so, just it having was, seen some of stuff. the Arushi work that he is doing
0: right now, I would say to to run, don't walk, to his table in San Francisco. And yeah, uh, if again, I apologise, Jonathan, for for calling you something you're not. That's <laughs> 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 what to me today. Oh my. Uh. So, so we do some some before we move on. Should we do some like pen show related admin? There's a couple of things yeah. for our Kickstarter backers. So, uh, I recorded a bunch of video uh, for the vlog that I'm going to be putting together at the DC Pen Show. Um, that's coming soon. Uh, I'm going to start working on it this week. I don't know how long it's going to take me because uh, I never do with these things. So, I'll, I'll if it's not out before the next episode, I'll know on the next episode when it will be out. If that makes sense, right? Wow.
1: Like that's crazy. That's fast.
0: When I went, typically these things don't take a lot of time once i really get in the group of them um mm-hmm. so if it's not out before next week i'll have an update next week on when it will be out
1: uh, cool and i i didn't get to see any of the video or i haven't looked at any of the video but jeff saw some and he thought it was really awesome there's, like a, lot, the, like there's a lot the of like the pre-edited stuff, stuff. <laughs>
0: Oh that's kind of sketchy.
1: <laughs>
0: we were, we had a really wild game of top golf which was <laughs> fantastic. Uh yeah. so that's there's a bunch of that in there including lots of super powerful pro golfing from Brad Downey. Brad Downey. No. The, the golf Brad bro. Downey. Mm-hmm. So that's all in there. So that's that. And uh, yep. of course for there's also the physical thing the Sapello, right? That's coming close now.
1: Right. So yes, related, I sent out the backer surveys for addresses for the Sapello, mm-hmm. it started to show up. The Our manufacturer is so weird. This is taking, like, way longer. This is why we put everything out so late or it takes so long to get things done. It's just bureaucracy. So we had in a kind of a, I don't know what you call it, like a temporary run just to be sure that everything there. We're, – we're into, like, quadruple checking, but – we're in we're in full motion now so i expect you know more cases to arrive late this week early next week so we'll probably start shipping out late next week i think at the earliest the Excellent. way it's kind of tracking but first units are in you know we got a box full yesterday and the production line's moving i confirm that like every day like what's going on then i usually get you know, an end of the day list on what's actually being shipped, but I haven't seen those yet, but I, I should expect more Friday then rolling in every day next week. And then it just takes us some time to inspect and ship and coordinate You know, shipping is always a, a coordination thing with, you know, ship station and stuff. It's always some kind of nightmare. So hopefully we won't have it as bad as we had it with the Lanier, which was super, super mess. But yes, so your surveys are out. So be sure to look for that from Kickstarter to give us your current address, and we will get that out to you pretty darn soon. You know, it will definitely be before the end of the month. That's the way everything's looking. Great! So hooray on time, even though it took forever, but we planned on it taking forever, so we'll actually hit the forever mark. Yeah, woohoo! Look at us, (laughs) so productive. It's like you feel right by hitting the date, but it's taken stupidly long. Yeah, it's like we hit the date that was the date that was meant to be the maximum. <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> this is how you plan for Kickstarters, kids. If there's one thing that everybody's learned over time, maximum amount yeah. of time plus two months is the, the yep. way that you want to focus on these things. <laughs> All right, today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Use the offer code INC at checkout to get 10% of your first purchase. You want to make your next move with Squarespace because they let you easily create the website that you have for your next idea, project, or big event even. With the ability to grab a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more, you have everything you need. They are the only one platform that will let you put your site online. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. Everything is all done in the web browser. It's fantastically simple to do, and you don't have to worry about anything because Squarespace have got you covered. Also, backed up with a 24-7 customer support team. No matter what type of website you want to put online, whether it's a store, a portfolio, or a blog, they've got all the tools that you need. Whilst I'm here in New York, Brad, I'm going to start working on building uh, my wedding website. Uh, which is a thing that I want to have. I I know a few people that have done that, right? So you can have like a website that's like password protected just for invitees and it has all the information they're going to need and can be updated over time. And Squarespace even have templates for that. So that's something that I'm going to start building because I want to have this thing and there's no other way I would know how to do it than to use Squarespace. So there you go. I'm going to be setting up a new site so you'll be hearing me talk about the how easy that was to do over the next few weeks, I'm sure. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. You can sign up for a trial right now with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com and you can play around with everything before you sign up for a plan. Then when you do... Use the offer code INC and you will get ten percent off your first purchase and show your support for the pan addict. We thank Squarespace for supporting this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website.
1: So real time follow up before we get into our Ask TPA section of the show. I open up my email while mm-hmm. you were reading your Squarespace ad and. From our manufacturer mm-hmm. <laughs> I, w- I went down to the shipping department yesterday because I did not get a shipping report. Forty parts were made. they will be sent out with what they get made today. My response was, "Well, then I hope today is four hundred, so this is my life no, <laughs> right now God. because forty forty doesn't cut it no <laughs> when they' no. be they owe me, me <laughs> seven hundred, so let's add a zero to that guys. come on, oh brad. <laughs> It, it's fine, Mike. It's all fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure, I hope so. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, let's do some last TPA today. Um, I want to start with a question from at Slim Targa, right? Okay.
1: Great great question, and I don't even know where you found this because I never saw it until you put it in the doc, but I'm glad it's here.
0: i do what I can. How
1: is the relationship
0: between the Black Pen Society and the New Media Pen Enthusiasts? All right. Okay, let's back this up a bit. I had never heard of the Black Pen Society until Mm -hmm. D.C. From what I can gather, the Black Pen Society seems like a group of old school pen vendors and enthusiasts who have this kind of secret club, which seems to be all men. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm along the right line, (laughs) which is this kind of ridiculous thing with uh, a bunch of people that think they're being really cool. Uh, And Mm -hmm. it's, it's an old guard thing for sure. Um, It's, you know, it's like the old vendors and they're having their cigar club and it's something that I couldn't be less interested in uh, if I tried uh, because that's not the type of life that I want to live at a pen show. I want to be having fun with everybody uh, in the bar and not having it being a part of a secret society. So, I will say, though, at this show, I did notice that there were a bunch of people that would usually maybe be a part of this society that were more interested in trying to learn what we do um, and coming and hanging out and trying to understand a bit more about the podcast and the social media stuff. Um, I don't think that there should be any secret clubs or societies. I think that we should all just Mm -hmm. enjoy this stuff
1: together. So Mm -hmm. that's my feeling on that. (laughs) Okay, so I can see exactly why. Those are your comments. But it's not quite that way. And they're trying to change it, even though they don't know exactly how. So the Black Pen Society was started, you know, as a group of mostly men who saw each other at every show. And then every year at DC was kind of the the main event for them. Cause it was the big one and they make like a lapel pin. They give to everyone. Basically all you have to do to be part of the black pen Society is They ask you, do you, do you own a black pen? You say yes. And then they give you a pin, a P-I-N, pin. And it's very cool. Um, it's these neat pins that they do every year. Um, you know, I forget how many years it's been around. So there's a core group of guys that do this. And a few years ago, you know, I learned about this at DC and kind of like you, what you were alluding to, I just didn't have like time in my schedule to go do this event. But on uh, at other shows, I've tried to hang out with these guys and get to know them a little bit better and kind of have this crossover, and I've become friends with a lot of them. So Paul Rano runs the Black Pen Society. I've become good friends with him. And so it comes around to D.C. I've got so much going on, it's not even on my radar that you know, whatever, I think it? it's Saturday night, Friday night. I don't even remember which night. I think it was Saturday night. So it was, um, it was going on outside and people started coming to me inside, including Paul. He's like, Hey, we're doing this black pen society thing outside. Why don't y'all all come? It's fun. I'm like, that would have been great. If I was aware two hours ago, you know, maybe I should have been already and we could have rounded up some people all gone out there and met some new people because they're a really good b- bunch of folks. It's not okay. all men. There's plenty okay. of women out there. Good. I mean, this is um, just
0: the impression that I got
1: from it. Like, it just yeah, seems super Understandably weird. so. Understandably so. You know, and it's definitely the old guard. It's definitely very old school and traditional. And there's, you know, scotch and cigars and stuff but just making an appearance you know I like I tried to like last year in DC I went out and hung out for a while but it was after the it's usually last year was during the Pen Act event but they were still going after the Pen Act event so I went this year was during the Top Golf event and we didn't have much I wanted to go I wanted to talk to people at the bar because I knew I wasn't going to be there much later so instead of going out to the Black Pin Society you know I just hung out in the bar with my friends you know if I would have even considered it earlier, I might've planned better for that. But, you know, they're looking for fresh faces and new blood and other people to just join them. And there's really no, there's really no joining to do. It's just kind of a hangout. And DC is always the big one for that. It's where they give out the pins every year. So everyone enjoys that. But yes, it is a little old schooly male dominated, you know, whiskey and cigar thing but yeah. it's changing it a little bit and they're trying like i give them credit even though they're not like super <laughs> hard trying they're like hey we want y'all to come you know y'all being you know like us and mm-hmm. you know the pen crowd and the younger people and the people who are just into modern pens not vintage Good. pens it's okay. for every it's it's a definite for everybody thing cool
0: i mean so maybe but, i miss some of it but i just it yeah. doesn't feel inviting to me
1: yeah, right because no i mean what did you know about it other than them coming in the bar saying hey this is going on come on yeah it's not nothing yeah, nothing
0: and that and that's yeah. not how we work right like right. everything's nicely communicated so but i like the right. idea of like people trying to understand a little bit more and bridge the gap right but I, I think right. i think right. you know i think it kind of needs to come from more of that side because mm-hmm. they, i think they need to understand a little bit more of what we're uh, trying to do i don't know but yeah, it just seems super weird to me.
1: The big joke last year for us, cause we were doing the pen attic thing in a, in a ballroom and there were a bunch of us sitting there and we actually, said we're the black sheep Pin society. <laughs> so that, uh, that was, you know, something we got a, a big kick out of, but it's really, it's just something fun. They're trying to get everyone together, but they just, there's no real official way of doing it other than, Hey, we're out there. Come on. And, You know, a lot of us don't roll that way. You know, a lot of us are like, hey, what's going on tonight? Oh, we'll be at the bar testing pins. And even though you can get up and walk away from that from 30 minutes, it's not the easiest thing to do, especially when you're hanging out with your friends that you only get to see at this show and they might only be there tonight and you get to go hang out with a bunch of people you don't know. But I do try to make the effort whenever I can, especially at other shows besides DC. Okay. You know, I'll go and hang out and sit with them and talk to them and hear some stories. You know, I've definitely made some good t- contacts and learned some things. You know, now I have people that I can go to for questions and things like that. So okay. it's a good it's a good group that doesn't know how to cross the bridge very Well, now
0: I know for next time. So I'm mm-hmm. pleased that you mm-hmm. gave me that information. Yep. Cool. Yep. BD Margolius asked, I know that you guys really love your Pro Gears. Have either of you had a chance to try the Pro Gear 2? If so, how did the two compare? I had no idea such a pen existed, um, so I did a little <laughs> bit of research, and it turns out that there is a new version of the Pro Gear.
1: Yeah, from, uh, it's been like around two or three years or so. I've never seen one. I've never seen one in person, but I've seen them online a bunch, and I just don't see any reason why I would get this pen. I don't like... The clip design of mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's it's fine, but I just like the traditional one better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little bit aesthetically different. It's you know, cleaner. I
0: don't know if the th- original Pro Gear is cleaner than this one,
1: I think. And and while this is supposed to be a modernized version of that, right? Yeah. You know, that's the way I see it, but it's not necessarily. No, I don't like so, the clip. Look, they put this anchor on the clip, which makes it look like a duck's yeah. bill. Yeah, yeah. Which Pelican can get away with that, but because that's um, their brand. Not sailor. Yeah, it right. Does, it doesn't work for yeah. me. And the the nibs are inverse of what they normally are on the pro gears. Most of the pro gears have the gold like braiding in the middle of the nib throughout a like a rhodium nib, and this is reverse. It's a gold nib with like the silver plating um, throughout like the little braiding and rope okay. design. On there, So I don't know that I've ever even used one, but in like at a pen show, like DC at the bar, I like, I'm, I don't know anyone that owns one of these. So, you know, it's just, uh, it, they didn't, I think it was something they were trying to, let's have a, like, um, a, a modern version, even though they don't need to, you know, a modernized version of the pro gear or do something a little bit of a different tweak but I think it just kind of fell flat and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, it, we didn't see it in a couple of years. Plus I think it's only in like the black and gold, black and silver trim. They don't do all the crazy colors like yeah. they do in the pro gear because that's, cause it's a better pen. And this one, this one basically kind of fell flat and, before you go into your next point, which I'm I'm excited to get into, uh, BD Margolis has actually Ben who brought us the pens and notebooks from oh, Japan. Okay, so which Thank I didn't ben. realize that till this morning. He was asking me a different question. I was like, Oh, wait a minute, that's Ben. So yeah, very cool. So you have a uh, you have a continuation of this question uh, that uh, I want to get into uh, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, uh, I'm I, pretty shocked. I'm pretty shocked at how this went. So tell tell the people what happened.
0: I have. You know, over time, made fun of Brad's King of Pen. Sailor Mm. King of Pen. For many reasons, because one, the name is ridiculous. Um, Mm. King of Pen is just a hilarious (laughs) name. Um, And the nib on the King of Pen, it's like five times bigger than any nib you've ever seen in your life. And it actually makes the whole pen look like a club of some description. (laughs) Right? It just looks monstrous, because the nib is is huge. Like it's, it's really, really big. Um, so I had always kind of laughed at it, but never tried it. Um, and I was like, Hey, let me try your King of pen. Like I've never actually tried it.
1: Nearly died. Oh my God. (laughs) Brad, because it fell over on you and like smothered, (sighs) smothered you or because you enjoyed (sighs) it.
0: There's almost a part of me that wishes that was the case Mm. (laughs) because I fell in love. Like, Oh my God. It's incredible. It's a very different. I couldn't believe it. It was so good. Mm -hmm. It feels like to me, like everything that I like about the Pro Gear, but more of it. And as
1: it turns out, it's not too big, right? It's gigantic. But when you actually use it to write with, you're like, oh, okay. And oh my God.
0: I. Immediately went to just go look around, um, and I found one, and at the Andersons' table, it's like a clear one, like a demonstrator mm-hmm. clear, like completely clear, which I also really loved. You have a blue one, which is which yep. is beautiful, but I really, really mm-hmm. do like the clear one a lot. Um, and it was like seven hundred and ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, that's what I paid for mine. So I think when I did the review of this pen, or when I've talked about it before. This is an almost an impossible pen to recommend because of the price. Because are you really getting that value if you break it down that way? It's a, People will say, well, it's a clear plastic pen with a big nib. How is that $790? I don't have an argument for that. But I use it and I love it. So it's been worth it from that aspect. But I totally get the price Slash value argument for this pen because Mm -hmm. it's, it's just not there when you can get a killer pro gear standard for like 280 you can get you know a black luster you know or 19 or imperial black for like 340 and even though this pen is physically double the size it's not you know insanely you know, it doesn't look like it's a crazy amount more money that it should cost because and it's still a cartridge converter pen. So, you know, it's just one of those things like it's super hard to justify the price until you like pick one up and use it. And then you're like, oh, I kind of get it. And even then it still may not justify the price for you. It's, it's a hard pen yep. to pin down in that way. But I absolutely adore it. It's one of my most used pens. It's probably like in my top five current pens um, because it it rarely goes uninked. I'm always using it because I enjoy it so much.
0: Punky nailed it in the chat room. He says Mike is angry that he likes it so much and that is the perfect way to put it. Like, I yeah. love this pen but it's $800 and I nearly bought it. Like mm. I only didn't buy it because I'd already spent quite a bit of the show but this mm-hmm. pen has rocketed to the top of my list because mm-hmm. I can't even explain it but it is just unbelievable to use. It feels mm-hmm. so good and everyone that tried it was exactly the same, right? Because after I was talking about it so much, a few other people were like. I was like, okay, let me try this thing out. And it's like, oh, like there's just something about it, right? Like it is, yeah, it is right. wonderful. It is a wonderful pen. Um, so that's it's going, it's going very high on my list. I've got to say, I've got to say. So that's something to be worried about for the future. Um, I Eric asked, why doesn't Noodler's ink crack the top five inks list?
1: It's two reasons for me. One. There's such a variety in the ink that you have to research the ones that you're buying to ensure they're not going to affect your pens negatively, Hmm. that you don't have to, you know, be extra careful which pen you use it in. You don't have to be, you know, do extra cleaning, which is all fine. There's some really cool colors. You know, there's some tame ones like 54th Massachusetts is one that always is popular. It's kind of a blue black and it works well with everything. And I used it for a while. But the the second reason why it doesn't crack the top five is mostly because I just don't want to deal with Nathan's politics. And, like, I'm very open politically. You know, I really don't, you know, I'm good with whatever you believe in. But if it doesn't line up with you know necessarily what I believe in, I just why why deal with the drama? I, I don't understand why you in, insert drama into a product like fountain pen ink. So I just choose not to deal with it. So therefore, I don't have any neutralers inks that you know I use um, at all. But you know, if you're looking for like the the ones you always hear about, if you wanted to try some out, are fifty fourth mass, heart of darkness, and Apache sunset. Those are kind of the three. Super, super popular noodler inks. If you want to dive into there, but I'm never gonna—they're never gonna crack my top five list because I just there's so many more inks that I find better. I mean, they probably wouldn't crack a top ten list for me.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I only have Heart of Darkness, and I, I can't even remember the last time I've used it. There mm-hmm. was like a there was a noodler's ta- there was there was a distributor at the DC show, and there was a noodler's table, and mm-hmm. I wished I don't. I, I actually took some video of this, which I'll put in the vlog. Which was so perfect, because there were boxes of Noodlers ink that were covered in ink, and I was like, "That's Noodlers." <laughs> to yeah, me, that's, that's just perfect. what it is, right? Like it looks—they they put boxes on the table of ink that are clearly, basically, exploded in the box. Yeah, it was like, for that, some that reason, that
1: is to me. <laughs> Nathan fills them to the lip of the bottle. Yep, always has, always will, and it's just cr- kind of crazy you always see like, that happen. i just
0: have this image i mean and i don't really know much about nathan or how the inks are made i just have this image of this guy making ink in his shed like that's how <laughs> it feels to me like and it's a real deal like it's there's a lot of stuff there's good stuff in there but it just has that feel to me of just like the guy you know pouring the ink in bottles himself from a funnel and then like printing out a label and sticking it on and then putting it in a box right that's just kind of how it feels to me Uh, Punky has said, because he does make it in a shed. So it's like, it's basically (laughs) what it is. Like people, I got it right. Like I was imagining the guy doing the thing that he's actually doing. This is hilarious. Everyone in the chat room is just like, yeah, no, that's what it is. (laughs) so there you go
1: oh my gosh i think we'd all be surprised at our favorite ink makers or like one man shops you know with like the uh like the witch's brew cauldrons going you know yeah
0: oh my gosh that's hilarious yeah that is hilarious all right um Piscotique has asked, "What is the purpose of what uh, they call fin- the fins on the back of fountain yeah. pens? And does it matter if one gets bent or breaks off?" And includes a, they include a picture which I'll put in the show notes.
1: Uh, let me look at the picture. But yeah, it's for the fins on the back of the feed is basically for um, additional ink to hold there. You know, keep your nib wet, keep the the ink flowing from where the nib actually f- physically touches the top of the feed and give you a better continuous ink flow even though some feeds are solid they don't all have fins. So if they get like if a single fin gets broken off, it's not really going to affect anything on your pen. It should write completely fine. It might just bother you aesthetically. It's not going to affect any technical parts of you writing the pen. So writing with the pen, but it's generally to keep the nib wetter and flowing, you know, as a good, in a good ink flow. So it holds a little bit more ink back there and mm-hmm. things like that. So I want to know what Nick did to this
0: pen. It looked like it went through some real trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, you know, these, these feeds can be designed different way to hold the ink, but that's basically what it's for. And just a single fin like that getting damaged, it's not really gonna, gonna give you an, uh, any issues. You know, other than like, so that's something that would drive me insane just visually.
0: And finally today, uh, Alex Crossland asked, just saw that the top five list on the website hasn't been updated for about a year. Is everything pretty much on log right now?
1: <laughs> so this is the question I start to get about summertime. I used to, back in the old days, I used to up this update this list at least twice a year. And when I did the, either the last one or the one before, I said I was going to back it off to once a year because there's not that much variance in it. But around this time of year, those questions start to come. When's the update coming? When's the update coming? So I won't say everyone's pretty much on lock at this point, but we're pretty close. So that's in September, you know, there'll be a few changes and I'll start working on that soon and and get that published in the next month or so. But um, I, I think last year when I did it, there were a few more changes than I thought there would be. So this year might be the same thing. So and people always want to know my personal stuff because I try to keep the personal stuff out of that unless I'm doing like the little notes sections of it. So I might I might re-add the the personal top five um, in there just for just for fun. So I, I always look for feedback on the top five list and what people want to see because it's a it's a pretty long list and I, I like it very much. And it's uh, it's proven to be pretty solid over the years. So I, I will update that soon.
0: All right, I think that brings us to the end of the episode, Brad.
1: You got to go shopping for stationery.
0: I've got to go shopping. Uh, I will mention just before we wrap up today, um, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Relay FM membership time is is coming, it's happening. We've, like next week, we begin publishing our bonus content for members. If you are a Relay FM member, you've already got the feed, you're all good to go. If you're not, then you should sign up. Um, we have some great stuff posting next week. Which is starting the 14th, including uh, the the special that me and you did. That's going to be out on August the 17th, which is where uh, we look at Joy Division together. We 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 do a real deep dive on some of your favorite Joy Division songs. Uh, you can become a Relay FM member from as little as five dollars a month. Um, there'll be a link in the show notes to to go and find out more about membership. But if you just go to relay.fm slash penaddict, you can, you can sign up right there and, and you can give us some, some money there if you want to. And we give a bunch of different bonuses, including other exclusive members' content and exclusive members' shows. There, there's a lot of stuff, and we're adding more and more and more. So I really recommend going to sign up. Um, you can find out more at relay.fm slash membership if you want, uh, want to do that. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, you can send in your questions for the show go to hashtag you can just tweet with the hashtag ask tpa and they'll come in as always and we like to try and get to those pretty much every episode now because there's more and more coming in all the time so that's really great and don't forget about Wiki, which is where you can go to uh, keep Keep adding to the incredible resources being built there. If you want to find Brad online, you can go to knock.co, where they've probably got some stock. Um, you can go to penaddict.com. We do. We do. You, you got some stuff? Excellent. Uh, penaddict.com. You can find out Brad's work. He's penaddict on Instagram. Dowdyism on Twitter. I am imike. I am YKE. Uh, we'll be back next time. Until then, thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring. Say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.